Welcome everyone. Welcome back to the Knock of a Pod. I don't know why I do that. Knock of a Podcast. I'm your host, Sal. And I'm your host, Chris. I think that's the best we can do you for today. <laughs> uh, we have news and then actual anime. This today is going to be the first week where we're reviewing something from spring season, right? Spring season. Yeah. But you, by the time you hear this, it'll be the end of the April already. Yep. So first news, Dead by Daylight finally confirmed the collaboration for Resident Evil. We already saw this coming. There was leaks of it Yeah, back in December. They didn't say who was going to be in it. They didn't say if it's going to be two survivors, one survivor, maybe no killer, or maybe just the killer. Theories. I've seen two very probable things mm-hmm. as far as survivors and potential killers go. Potential survivors... Most people seem to, to say that it makes the most sense that one of them will probably be Leon because he's the most, no. what do you call it, popular character. No, he's not. But I feel like if it's it if it's going to be anybody, it's probably going to be one of the girls. I don't think it's going to be. Uh, and uh, my only two is Chris and maybe Jill, just for the fact that they are the, the two most known because most of the fans, most of the air quote true fans started with Resident Evil 1. Chris is in the main, you know, the, yeah. the front dude. He's been in most of the games. So I feel like Chris would be... Yeah, but only. Leon is also the guy that they pull out to be like, hey, look, at like Leon's in this. Because he came out in two. He and came out he, in two and four. and four. And six. Yeah, but from those two, he gained a lot of popularity. And then what? They did their animated ones and it's all Leon... And then every time that they're like, oh, we're doing a Resident Evil thing. Even when they did the live action movies, it was like, by the way, Leon's in this one. And so, like, it very much seems like they use him as a draw to things. Well, I think he's the only one that makes the most sense lore-wise since he is Secret Service. Yeah, he can just kind of pop in wherever. while Chris, you know, he kind of fucked off. He he just yeah he was just like a dude he, he was, was just, just like a, yeah uh, other after Raccoon City went away he just kind of became just a just, ghost just a like, guy yeah he's just a random ass dude while Leon makes sense it's like oh the president's about to get nuked Leon's like I'm on the job yeah while Chris is like who are you but potential killers that I've heard if it's the stupid dumb vampire bitch it make it would make no sense I feel like it would either be Teen Jack. From seven or the fucking uh, mold monsters from seven. There are two things. One that I've heard is they might want to pull in somebody from Resident Evil 8, in which case it'll probably be the tall vampire lady because that's the main person. While I would completely understand them doing that, I feel like it's more likely for them to go with somebody who's been maybe more recognizable with the franchise for longer, which would be somebody like Nemesis. Which is weird that Nemesis would be... Is the one that's recognized more, just like how it's weird that in Silent Hill, the face of it is Pyramid Head, even yeah. though he's in the second game. Yeah, so. but I mean, also, like, the the first game was Wesker and some zombies. Mm. Second game was more zombies in yeah. uh, Burton. So, to me, that's why it's kind of weird that Nemesis is the flagship monster for Resident Evil, even though he's, like, halfway through the series. Yeah, well, and he's I mean, only would... in one game in Resident Evil 3, the one that... Most people didn't really play. No, I feel like a lot of people played A lot three. of people played the remake for 3, but for the original 3 that came out in whatever... I feel like that one was popular even when it came out. Mm-mm. It, it was the one that was the most different. That one, 
Code Veronica should have been three, but they were like, fuck it. Well, let's just give the PlayStation one, one more uh, good game, air quote, good game before we move on to the PlayStation two. In any case, I've seen that, you know, I would imagine it's probably either going to be like if they do the killer, it's going to either be Nemesis could be a tyrant because he also was. Yeah, he's been in the, the franchise for a long time. And then also the recent remake. Like, yeah, they remade three, but even the remake of two was more like popular than the remake of three. Well, it seems like more well, people three played. was um, only disliked for how short it is, and it is fucking short. I, my yeah, first no, go, is. yeah, it took me like four hours to beat it. I mean, to be fair, the Resident Evil 2 is not a long game either. But yeah, most Resident Evil games aren't it's, long. It's longer. If, yeah. you're, if you take more than eight hours to, to beat a Resident Evil game, there's something wrong with you and you can't even use the excuse i'm looking for stuff and it's just like nowadays that mm. kind of philosophy hella changed you can do that with four you can definitely spend no, four, more than four four yeah. definitely but the four, first i would say the first three games you should be able to knock out in like six hours yeah four is the exception i went through four recently and that shit took me like 10 hours and i was like i don't remember this game being that long five as well because five tried doing some of the stuff that four did but it wasn't as good yeah I feel like five, five and four probably, yeah, definitely yeah. the longest ones. Two and three are probably the shortest, the shortest. ones. Three is definitely the shortest yeah. one. Yeah. Dude, I beat three on the hardest difficulty in an hour and 29 minutes. You can you can speed run that game. Pretty, you can do it faster. Pretty, yeah. I know I took a little bit longer because the nemesis fight at the end is bullshit and you have to dodge everything perfectly. Yeah. And I was getting hella frustrated. Like I was getting angry to the point that my vision started to fucking pulse. <laughs> And like I haven't been that frustrated since in, in a long time since maybe like when I first started playing Dark Souls. Yeah, like that's how frustrated I was getting because most of the time I don't get frustrated that easy. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't think it'd be Nemesis. It would be really weird to add Nemesis because again the only reason why I I say that and why I've seen people online say that is because he's just really recognizable as a Resident Evil villain. Yeah. Because otherwise, they're going to fucking put Wesker in there? That would be lame as fuck. Do they... Now, they could just do, like, zombie, but at the same time, you do you really need the excuse of a Resident Evil collab to do that in a game like Dead by Daylight? Yeah. I feel like if, if they want to do a zombie one, they would have done it already. I could see the Lickers. I can see Jack from Seven... Uh, the mold monsters. I from feel like seven. if it's gonna be anything from seven, it would be the mold monster, not Jack. Yeah. Well, a lot of people like Jack. He's he's definitely the best part of the the first yeah, half but, of the game. But as far as like uniqueness, the mold yeah, monster the is mold definitely mon- more unique. And it would be interesting to see the mold monster because he's already dark. So some of the darker maps, you just mm-hmm. sneak up on you. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I feel like it might be the mold monster. The reason I don't think it'd be Nemesis is because the little trailer that they showed, it kind of sounds like something's crunching and Nemesis doesn't really eat things. If it was more of like a slithery noise, then it'd be like, okay, maybe Nemesis because of the tentacles. But I mean, also, if it were a Nemesis or a Tyrant, I would expect to just hear stomping noises. Yeah, too. <laughs> mm-hmm, and we did. Well, again, we don't even know if they're adding a killer and a survivor or just a survivor. Yeah. So that crunching noise just could have been just somebody eating some herbs for health. Fucking um, the entity just oh, yeah, taking true, yeah. them away. So we don't know. Uh, more Resident Evil news. Uh, Resident Evil 8 is coming out with two demos. One of them is the demo that came out on the PlayStation 4. No, 5. Just 5. Yeah. And that's the one where you can play as the random lady. And then the second demo is just you exploring for like an hour. Uh, I think it's eight hours. 
eight hours I of think, exploring? I think it's a, uh, or rather, there's eight different windows for you to play it for an hour. Oh, okay. And you can choose to explore the castle or the village or spend your time across both. So you can play like half hour one, half hour the other. But it seems like if they're giving you eight different windows, there's ample opportunity for you to explore both. Yeah, I'm, but it I'm is uh, it is entirely like a non-combat experience from the way that it sounds. The way that it sounded like to me in the announcement is that the environment will be there, maybe some environmental things, but it's not going to be anything as far as like you're not going to get any story about the game. You're just going to figure out what the aesthetic is like a little bit and maybe sort of figure out the maps. I'd have to imagine that anything that would normally be a locked door is probably still going to be locked in the exploration. Yeah, I don't know. Because otherwise you're just spoiling part of the game for yourself. I know a lot of people are excited for it. I know bitch-ass Jacob is excited for it, but I'm like, I'm just going to wait for the game. The game is let, what, in a month that yeah. comes out. Comes out the week before my birthday. Yeah. So, um, also, more Resident Evil news. Resident Evil 4 VR. VR yeah. It's coming. Which did push a lot of people to get the Oculus 2. The Oculus Quest 2, yeah. Yeah. Which I was down for at first, and then I thought about, like, how long it's going to take you to beat it. And it's just like, no thanks. My thing is that when they were like, oh, we're announcing another thing, my brain went, ah, this is going to be the remaster of 4, the thing that people have been thinking yeah. it's going to be, right? And then they're like, VR, because they show the Oculus Quest thing first. And then I was like, oh, shit, and they're doing it in VR. And then they showed it, and I was like, no, this is just the regular old Yeah, that's, one. that's also But in why. VR, I was just kind of like... <sighs> yeah, at first that's what I, I see, at first I was excited, but then I thought about it and I saw the one screenshot and it was just like, no thanks. Like yeah. the one for for seven was cool. Yeah, it was. Like that one was cool. I liked that. Like if if we started pushing that direction with gaming, I'd be hella down to pick up a VR set. Yeah, same. But going back to eight before we went to four, they did also release the specs for the Xbox. And I think it's just the Xbox. No, PlayStation 5 as well. So the PlayStation 5 and Series X is doing 4K at 60 frames with ray tracing. Yeah. And uh, I think that if you have ray tracing on, it's going to still do 4K, but it caps it at 45 frames per second. Yeah, it's a really taxing thing. Yeah. And then the Series S, if you have a Series S, I feel bad for you because it's just like you could have just spent an extra hundred bucks and got the better version of the xbox guess. but that one is 144 at 45 frames per second if you turn on ray tracing and drops it down to 30 which uh i'm seeing that as a bad way because it kind of is like at first i was definitely one of those people who was like there's no difference between 30 and 60 but then when i got the series x and then i played dead by daylight with 60 it played destiny with 60 and it's just like holy shit now to I finally understand why people are like it has to be at least 1080 it's 60 and it's just like what the fuck 720 is fine but then when i did that jump it's like holy shit 720s trash to be fair to the uh, uh series s though it is probably the most common to, to have any game that has ray tracing to be at 30. it's not as common to see a game that's doing high resolution with ray tracing at 60 because you need pretty good hardware to do that mm, people's right computers now. can do that yeah right now if you have a pc and you've got you know uh an nvidia card that's got Dude, I, I could have gotten called, the framework, but it, it you can do that. But on a console, it's not, you know, that's still a fairly good thing to have ray tracing at 30 
mm. off of a cheaper console, like it's, it's not bad. Yeah, PlayStation doesn't have anything in between, so no. Guess is good. I don't know. I think the Series S is just like, dude, just a little bit more, and you could have just unless the Series S was the only thing you could get, then I could understand. Yeah, but, I think that's what it's meant for, though. It's like if it's if it's what you can get, it's a step up. Because it's still a step up from, from the previous Xbox, obviously. Not that much. The Xbox One X, the Series S, was like the step up between the original Xbox to the Xbox One S. Where it's just, it's a slight bump, but not worth the jump. Compared to me, I think the reason that I thought the Series X was so much more is why I went from the original Xbox yeah. to the Series X. So I did three jumps ahead mm-hmm. and it's just like god damn it's like going from a game boy a regular game boy to the fucking 3ds i wouldn't say it's that dramatic yeah fuck yeah it is i don't think so bro because i've i've seen the series x and it's nice it's very pretty Hell but nice. like i feel like you're being a little over dramatic no for real bro anyway back to more resident evil news resident evil infinite darkness the uh show they're doing for netflix that debuts in july which i wonder why they pushed back because i remember it was supposed to come out this upcoming month in may May, yeah i don't know i don't know either. maybe it's maybe it's production issues the same way that they did with the uh, uh the movie because we we also found out from that resident evil conference thingy that they did that the reason why the movie got pushed back from what was it supposed to be like june or july to november is they literally just finished wrapping production like filming so i'm assuming based off of that information that production probably had to be halted because of covid or something related to that that made them you know have to take longer to film in other news um house of the dead's being remade i know it's coming out on the i don't i don't know if it's coming out on anything else other than the switch but i thought that was pretty cool this is not the first house of the dead remake no this is like the third or fourth this probably there's typing of the dead there was the one on the i wasn't counting typing of the dead there was the one on the dreamcast there was one on the wii i think yeah this is like the fourth iteration yeah that's not the cabinet which i'm down for because house of the dead is fun yeah my favorite uh one cabinet shooter though is carnival i don't know if many people remember that one my favorite cabinet shooter is fucking Time Crisis 3. Yeah, the Time Crisis games are good. Yeah. Especially if the the arcade it, actually takes care of the gun. It's actually calibrated properly, yeah. Yeah, like when the gun actually moves back. I was like, that's pretty cool. When the when the laser goes in the direction the gun is pointing, it's yeah. such a good game. Mm-hmm. When it doesn't, frustrating. Yeah, fuck yeah. But yeah, that's, that's getting remade. Monster Hunter is coming out with a new update later this month. By the time you hear it, it should already be out. Yep. And then all it's adding is it's removing the, the, the cap. So because right now you can only be Hunter Rank 7. So now you can be Hunter Rank whatever. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. They're adding the Chameleos monster into the game and then a secret monster. They haven't announced which one it could be. But it's cool that they're adding the Chameleos. I like that one. I hope that that's just the trend they go with from here on out, where they're just going to continually add new things to the game. Well, I know the reason that the Hunter rank is only at 7 is because COVID, they had the excuse for COVID being like, oh, it stopped us from releasing the game we wanted, that air quote, wanted to. So we're going to be doing it in patches, like how they did with, how most things do nowadays in patches, which I don't mind because, you know, it kept the world's population up, you know, with the new update, so... It'll be the same with Rise. And I mean, also, just there are tons of online games where that's the model. You put out a game, and 
then you just continually update it ad infinitum until the player base dies. Yep. Uh, and then the last thing related to Monstrum, it's not really Monstrum, it's the company Capcom. It's closing its U.S. online store. May 1st is going to be the last time you can order anything from there, which really sucks because now that means we we can only order shit from retailers. That or Capcom Japan because it's uh, they only said the online for the U.S., but I hope they only are closing it to revamp it, you know, make it better, change it up something because... If not, then yeah, we have to bring everything from Japan or the scalpers, and they'll probably bring something over from Japan. Or, I mean, again, it could just be through third-party retailers. Yeah, fuck GameStop. Anyway, comedy manga, The Great Jehi Will Not Be Defeated, gets an anime adaptation this summer. Now, that is about, uh, have you ever watched uh, The Devil is a Part-Timer? Nope. Do you know what it's about? Well, part-timing devil. Okay, well, the reason why I bring it up is because it's actually very similar in plot. Um, uh, like a like a supernatural being that is in control of an area, this mythical place, right, winds up getting teleported into the real world and then now has to try to restart their empire from the real world. It's the same setup as Devil's Part-Timer, except instead it's this girl who's like, you know, leader of like some great fantastical land in a different world gets teleported into like a fucking one bedroom apartment Rip. here in the ra- the real world and she has to try to start her kingdom all over again from her apartment. Dang. Yeah. Well, that means we're just going to have to watch that later. Yeah. Yeah, honestly from what I read it's uh sounds pretty cool. I guess. Castlevania season 4 premieres May 13th. It's going to be the final season, but a new series will be in development set in the same universe as that Castlevania show. Uh, My assumption is that that is their way of moving on to a different Belmont because we're dealing with, what's it, Troy Belmont or Trevor Belmont? Trevor Belmont, there we go. Yeah, I don't know. But he's not even the most famous Belmont. The most famous Belmont is Simon Belmont. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, we're ending this, we're going to drop some hints at the end of the series, and we might even see Simon at the end of it, you know? And then and then it's over. And then it's just like, oh, Castlevania's done. And then fucking, you know, a year, two years from now, who knows, we get our Simon Belmont Castlevania. And it'll be called, like, instead of, you know, Castlevania, they might pick up a title from one of the previous games and call it, like, Castlevania Symphony of the Night or something. And then it's like, okay, here's another one set in the same universe, but it's more down the line. It's, it's after the events. Sort of like uh, Avatar versus The Legend of Korra kind of thing. No, because I just don't see what they can go. Because they already did Symphony tonight. That was the whole thing with Alucard. I'm I'm talking about them just picking up a a title from yeah. it. I'm not saying the plot. Just I wonder if they would do Harmony of Despair, like that one, like the game where because that one doesn't have to do just with the Belmonts. Yeah, that one you can play as whoever you want. Yeah, so maybe that like that's the part that I'm confused. It's just like where else can you unless they go with the the remake. Castlevania Lord of the Shadows. I never checked that one out. I that don't know that was that the video game one, and that was kind of like the God of War clone. I did not know that there was a God of War clone one. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the guy's name, but mm. that one was cool. But I just figured we'd probably pick up with uh, maybe another Belmont. Probably. And obviously, the first two Belmonts that you meet in the games both fight Dracula. So they probably couldn't go with that, considering that that's what the show was already about. Yeah, what's it about? That- 
Yeah. But it wouldn't be, it wouldn't surprise me if they're like, oh, you know, we're gonna do some stuff with the church, or we're gonna do some stuff with these other, you know, monsters, and then make it like a cross between like Castlevania and like something like The Witcher, where it's just like here's some crazy monsters he's gonna fight, and we're gonna pull in like a story, like a unique story for this. But um, that's the only place that my mind goes to. Because if you're like, oh, it's going to set, be set in the same universe, but we're going to follow completely different people, then that's just a that's just a different horror anime yeah. at that point. That's just a fantasy horror anime. You have to have a tie to something about a Belmont or about a Dracula or even if it's the fucking castle, like something has to be there to make it Castlevania. Otherwise, it's just a dark fantasy anime. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just... You know, it doesn't it doesn't scream Castlevania to me unless you have sort of those same aesthetics and some of the same, you know, lines. Um, I think that's the reason why I'm just so confused. Like, where else can you take this? I feel like it's going to be Simon. Because I feel like if they're going to pick up another character, just fan base wise, more people are probably going to say, we need to see Simon. Mm-hmm. Because, again, he was more popular than, than, than Trevor. Yeah. Shinichi Fukuda's My Dress Up Darling anime is uh, currently in development. The adaptation of that manga. It's about a dude uh, who falls in love with a cosplayer who's very popular. Actually, she sort of falls in love with him, and he's just sort of like along for the ride. And it it looks like uh, exactly the kind of thing that me and my wife would watch. It just, I don't know. We don't have a solid time for when it comes out but uh from what i've seen it looks like we're probably going to see it either by the end of the year or midway through next year shouldn't be too long yeah. but it's just about a dude kind of awkward dude falling for this girl or rather this girl falling in love with this dude uh and she's just constantly dressing up as different people and yeah i don't know i don't really like uh that kind of genre that's why i was surprised that i liked Toramiya. Oh, like the romantic comedy stuff? Mm-hmm. Not a big fan? Nope. I like it. It depends for me. I mean, you know, the, the, the story is the most important part when it comes to a romantic comedy. I don't just, I can't just buy into it immediately. But that kind of thing, yeah, I, can, yeah, I can get behind it. The same with that um, low-tier character. I think yeah. I like more of, yeah, the story than the, the should we, should we not hook yeah. up thing. Now that we're done with that boring-ass shit, now for the for the real meat pota- meat and potatoes uh, the first anime that we're reviewing for the season is uh, The Way of the House Husband. Yeah, it's on and Netflix. It's on Netflix. All the three that we're talking about are on Netflix. You can watch them all in subbed and dubbed. I watched them all exclusively dubbed. I didn't even know they had a sub because I know there are some people who won't watch it unless there's English. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, The Way of the House Husband is... This one is a weird one since we can't really review it normally. That and we are changing the way that we review things no more scoring it's more of a are we going to continue be dropping or somewhere in the middle you know we had a little bit of feedback i've also brought up like we should maybe change it but i was yeah. saying from one to ten yeah instead of five but way of the house husband the show is mostly about this ex yakuza who used to be the most badass of badasses uh-huh gave up that life to be a house husband or his yeah. su- he's supporting his his wife he meets a he meets falls in love with and marries a woman who apparently makes way more than enough money to support him and the kid so he just stays at home kid? you don't remember one of the episodes he's building a chair and and the other dude's like wow that's really cute and like it's very clearly designed for a child 
we should move back. The reason this one's kind of weird is they're 60 minutes long and they're more like skits. So this is yeah. one where we can't be like, watch whenever. This is definitely one if you watch in English, you can put this shit on the background, laugh and be like, what the fuck's going on and look up and then be assaulted with the sideshow that's going on. Because that is yeah. my main gripe with the it. The only gripe really that yeah. I have is that it's animated. It's a motion comic. It's not, it's not a full on anime. So... It's animated, but it's it's not. There's not enough animation. Yeah, like it's it's about as minimal animation as you can do and still considered animation. Yeah, which at first it was a huge turnoff for me. At for first. me too. I was watching it. Uh, someone with not a good reception. So when I would see this, I was like, God damn, how bad is my connection? So I would sit there, pause it, let it buffer, and then it just kept going like that. And I was like, Oh shit, it's like this. It's just the show. It does a lot of, uh, it reminded me a little bit of uh, Speed Racer. Because yeah, you have a lot of those things yeah. where it's just like, there's two characters that are in the shot, and they're talking to each other. Faces, positions, don't move at all. Mouth rattling off like fuck. Yeah. And like a character moves out of frame, and he slides while like gently bouncing. Yeah. There's, there's no walking movement at all. It doesn't change. It's just like. It's just the still image basically being tweened to yeah, do that. I, that's definitely the biggest gripe is. That is, yeah, that is, it's not the best thing. However, when it comes down to the actual content of the show, the humor of yeah, it. Yeah, it is highly It good. is amazing. It is highly good. I don't like bitch-ass cats, but the, what was going on with his cat was enough where it's just like, I need to know what happens yeah. with this cat. <laughs> where is this cat going to do next? And then they have a, a character that is like, his former underling in the Yakuza who just doesn't accept that this guy's not part of the Yakuza anymore. So he thinks that it's like some sort of like, oh, he's doing something secret. Mm -hmm. He's pretending to be a house husband. What's this about? And so he kind of goes like to learn how to be a house husband with him. And I thought that was amazing. I thought that was a really good sort of plot point to do because this guy thinks he's getting some like Mr. Miyagi type training and he's not. No. He's just learning how to be a good dad for the future. Right. And that's, the most appealing part of it, not the dad part, but just it's so random that, again, you can do some homework, you know, do anything else and just look up and laugh yeah. and then go back to do whatever you're doing. Yeah, it is a very good, very nice show. Again, yeah. the only thing I have is that it's animated like yeah. a slideshow. But uh, again, this is their 16 episodes. They're like a minute two skits each. So for some, me, some of them are longer skits. Yeah, some of them they're, are they're ones longer. that are like five or six minutes. But, but for most the most of this part, part, it's just, you know, like maybe three minutes or so. Oh, shit. I need to go to the supermarket before the cell ends. That and he was he always asked for points for card. Yeah. Which I, is that like a big thing over there where it's like I think it's to um to really hammer home the whole house husband thing. Right. Like I found a store where I can supply something for the house. I'm going to get a rewards card because I'm going to be here that often, like really hammering yeah. home that this is his day-to-day, -day, this is just how he handles things, and he wants to like spend the least amount of money while doing it. Mm -hmm. So I think that's just it. I don't necessarily think that it's because like Japan has a higher usage of rewards cards, because we have a fuck ton of people here who are couponers and stuff. Mm, that's but, true. Um, I think it's just that. It's just giving you the idea that he's that kind of person. Yeah, but this one is one I highly recommend. As long as, long as you're not looking at to be blown away by the the animation because you're yeah. not yeah and the thing is if somebody told me 
it's a motion comic. Before I went into it, probably wouldn't even be a gripe for me because I, I would have known. Yeah. And it, it wouldn't have been such a surprise to me. But uh, I definitely recommend it. Yeah, I definitely. I'm definitely recommend it, and I'm going to keep watching it. Yeah. I, I'm, I probably will continue watching it as well. I'm not too sure. I'm definitely in the maybe, but I would recommend this one a lot. If you like funny-ass shit, then this is this is a good one. Yeah, the second one that we watched is a uh, also on Netflix, an anime called High Rise Invasion, and that's about a girl and uh, her brother who wake up in this weird world where they're on top of these skyscrapers that all have, like, bridges connecting towards each other, and you can't really see the ground. You're so high up, and there are these people with masks that are stalking you to try to get you to commit suicide by jumping off of the buildings. Yep. Now, when they appear in this world, they appear not together. So the primary goal for the first three episodes revolves around them sort of trying to find each other. And by the end of the third episode, we haven't seen that happen, but we have seen sort of the, the motives change, which is the reason why I say only for the first three. It is, you know, it, it kind of reminds me a lot of High School of the Dead. Yeah, it definitely... It's definitely not as heavy-handed with, like, the panty shots and the boob stuff. It's still there. Yeah, it's still there. But it's not as heavy-handed. However, the structure of it feels the same, where it's like, oh, okay, we're going to put these people in this action-horror environment, focus weirdly on the sexual aspects of it. Definitely. And then some heavy violence. Mm -hmm. Because the, the whole point of the mask is just to... Yeah, push people to to despair, to the to br or was it the brink of despair? Yeah, where mm. they decide, you know what, I'd rather kill myself than keep going yeah, on. Yeah, because they'll they'll hurt you, like stab you, shoot you. Oh, they'll straight up kill you if they think you're not gonna. Yeah. Commit Sudoku. The the show I thought was okay. Um, I go on Instagram. And I saw this one girl cosplay as the one of the maids, and I was like, what the fuck is that from? So it was cool to finally see like, oh. They got it from this manga because I'm assuming it's a manga. Yes, it is. So I was like, oh, that's where the person cosplayed as because I the mask is oddly unique but very simple. Where it's like that's from that's probably from somewhere else. Yeah, you you look at it and you're like, like if I saw that mask outside of the context, I would know that is a reference to something. Yeah, I wouldn't know what it is, but it's just like yeah, that's probably from something. Like, yeah. That's probably like the. You wouldn't just screen. be like, oh, that's a smiley face. Yeah. You're just like, okay, that's a reference to something. That's from something. it. But it is very much just like f two eye holes and a mouth. Mm -hmm. It's not as distinguishable as the, was it the happy and the anguish? Whenever you see anything that yeah. has to do with plays? Yeah. It's not like that. No, it's very, it's like very simple. I think the, the part that I did like about the show is the, the violent part, the, the, the action part was cool. But you kind of do get a feeling that the brother has been there. A little bit longer. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because, like, he's already changed. He's he even noted that he's changed from being there. I mean, not just that, but also his approach to the world. He seems to understand more about it. Yeah. Because uh, in the third episode, there's a scene. Uh, one of these masks is a baseball player, and he's chucking cannonballs mm -hmm. at them. Throws a cannonball through a dude's face, and that was cool. Yeah. Because you see just, like, a circle cut out of his face, and then he's like, I can't see out of my right eye, and then he dies. Yeah, that's straight up from uh, The Walking Dead. So it's just like, how did Carl survive that, and this dude couldn't yeah. take a bowling ball? But then again, bowling ball's bigger than a bullet. Yeah. 
immediately the guy goes, oh, he's dressed like a baseball player. He must play by baseball rules mm -hmm. because he's he just knows these people play by the rules of whatever role they're taking. Yeah. And so he plays baseball with the guy. Which is really weird because it's like the maid, like you would expect her to be inside then cleaning. If that's the uh, Another thing that they do tell you heavy handedly is the mask overrides your brain yeah there's code in it where as soon as you see it you you get like possessed by the mask and what it tells you to do yeah if we're talking about major gripes that is my major gripe with the show it thinks it's a lot smarter than it is it has this approach where and i i even changed the language to see if maybe it was just the translation but it's very heavy-handed in japanese as well a scene will happen and you'll learn something about the world right there's a scene right at the beginning with the maid where the mask gets broken and when it the first time it gets hit you see it spark out and not spark out like like you scratched metal once but but rather sparks keep coming out of it and then this girl rattles off uh, you're like oh my mask is broken so i i'm sort of in control of my own mind again but the mask is telling me to do this. Here are the rules of the mask. Don't look at the back of the mask. Blah, 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 blah. Here's a, a huge fuck ton of exposition about the world. I'm going to go kill myself now because the mask is telling me what to do. And then she yeets herself off of a building. This show does that continually where it just explains to you what you just saw when it's like, okay, if you would have showed me that the mask got broken and it kept sparking out, I'd know it's electronic. So I'd already have that information. And then if... She started talking when we're already told they don't talk. She starts talking, sounds scared, and then yeets herself off of a building. I would, as the viewer, be able to piece together that the mask is electronic. Now that it's broken, something about it isn't working and she can talk to me. And then also, after it's broken, it must tell them to kill themselves because she just yeeted herself off of a building. I don't need like a five minute explanation of all of that as it's happening. And then immediately afterwards, go to another character. Like the third main character is a guy who is a mask, whose mask gets cracked and is slowly learning or slowly starting to like sever that connection between himself and the mask. That character exists as a lesson for what those guys are going through. And yet you decided to tell me all of this stuff like two scenes earlier yeah. through a completely different character yeah, heck yeah. that Look. you're just going to reiterate again. So to me, it just feels like the person who wrote it and it's common, right? Anytime somebody writes something that has like a twist to it or, you know, some sort of like revelation or whatever, they always want to hide it. And so you wind up losing information that gets you in invested in the character because the guy who writes it wants to keep a thing a secret. The other side of that is the guy who writes it thinks it's so good that he's going to be like, I'm going to drop hints everywhere. And that's what this feels like, except instead of them just being, I'm going to drop hints, it's like, I'm going to drop a hint and then I'm going to explain it to you because I don't think you got it when it's like, no, yeah. dude, I got it. You don't got to tell me this like a shit ton of times. Don't get me wrong. I like this one. I'm going to keep watching it. But the aspect of it where it just over explains itself is heavy-handed and yeah, definitely heavy-handed annoying <laughs> but uh this is definitely one that if you want something i struggle with saying mature because it it is but it isn't it's it's immature but it's definitely for adults yeah because it's gory but not like super like you're not seeing 
You're not seeing people's guts get ripped out yeah. or anything. What you do see are like a lot of blood. moments of intense violence. It's yeah. not like constant, but like yeah, a dude gets a, a fucking cannon thrown through his face or cannonball thrown through his face. Yeah, and it doesn't um, censor, but it sort of does because there's one of the masks that gets broken, and he's talking to them like he gets completely broken. It's off his face, mm -hmm. and he's telling them like, "Oh, I can see up your panties," and she's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, and then he gets kicked in the face, mm -hmm. and he just tells, telling them like, "Oh yeah, once you put it on, you're fucked." But like, even though with the mask is off, it rewired my brain to make me want to kill myself. And then he bites off his own tongue, and yep. you see it, but you don't. You see it more like a silhouette than actually the seeing it. The thing that the show does a lot is it hides the impact. Yeah, uh, the guy who gets the cannonball thrown through his head. That one you was hear, so fast, yeah. You hear the noise, you see the blood splatter, and then you hear him say, I can't see out of my right eye. And then you get the shot of his face missing a part of his face. Mm -hmm. But you don't see it go through his face. And the um, anytime anybody eats themselves off of a building, you see them slow-mo about to hit the ground. And right before they hit the ground, the camera cuts away. And then it'll show you like a shot of them dead on the ground like but only body, yeah. yeah but only from like the the you know like the shoulders down or like yeah. the waist down so you get an idea that okay this person committed suicide but as far as like full-on gore it doesn't really happen i think the way that they use gore in it is smart though because they they use it pretty much only to make an impact mm -hmm. it doesn't come off as like like indulging in the gore so i think the way that they they handle it from like um a storytelling perspective makes sense for this one mm, i don't know if i would recommend it to anyone unless they're into gore i would say if you're into something like like a popcorn thriller like you know like oh it's got a little bit of mystery to it but you don't have to think about it too much you can throw it on in the background yeah some actiony stuff and you occasionally want to see you know uh some some boobies and not full-on boobies just kind yeah, of like cleavage yeah panty shots that kind of thing you want to see yeah. You want to see a girl in a maid costume yeet herself off of a building? Fucking go for it, dude. Yeah, but this is definitely one that I would be like, I wouldn't recommend, but if someone were to ask me what should I watch, this would be one I was like, oh, check it out. It's definitely one I'm going to keep watching only because there's enough about it where I'm like, okay, I do kind of want to see where this goes. Yeah. However, I'm not like the biggest fan of it. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. I'm not going to continue watching it. But if so, I would I would recommend it if they're like, I don't know what to watch, but I don't want to watch anything kid-friendly. Yeah. And I'd be like, all right, this one's for you. Now, one that I didn't think yeah, well, I was going to like. Gonna, I thought I wasn't going to like it either. And it turned out to be the better one. pretty fucking good. Yeah. The Dota anime on Netflix. The, yeah, the, the game about MOBA. Yeah, the Dota 2 is a Valve game. Which they like to tell you, it's a Valve game at the end of the episode. They do. It's always like it's based off of Dota 2 by Valve. And yeah. it's like, yeah, we know. It's kind of the reason, Gu bro. Guarantee most people watching the fucking Dota anime know what Dota is. Yeah. Now, that being said, I've played Dota before. Barely any. I fucking hate MOBAs. I wasn't expecting to like. Yeah, I like MOBAs, but I've never played Dota. I played Heroes of the Storm, and I... And I like Smite a lot, even though Smite is the most different MOBA since it's third person, not the weird fucking... Isometric. Yeah. Yeah. My thing is, I've tried MOBAs so many times. I tried playing Smite. You tried getting me into it, like, a few years ago. No? 
Yeah, you did. I played one time, I think it was with you and Brittany, and I was absolute dog shit. There was a whole, it was like, it was literally one night, one, and I never picked it up again because I was like, I don't like this. And that wasn't even the first time I tried playing one. I've tried playing Dota too. Uh, back in high school, I had a bunch of friends that played League, and they were always like, Cruz, play League play league and so i would and i didn't enjoy a goddamn second of me playing league and i played league for like three months so it was it was three months of me hating playing this game and wondering why i'm doing it i just don't like mobas at all so when i found out that there was a dota anime i was immediately like yeah that was gonna suck because i know we talked about it before in the in the show and i was comparing like oh i bet you it's gonna be like the dragon's dogma anime yeah where it's very okay but no, this one's actually good. I like it, and I like yeah. it a lot. It's my, I think my favorite one out of the three. Yeah, out of the three for sure. And it has, I don't think it has anything to do with the game. It does. It does. Yeah. Uh, the main dude. Uh, I forget what his actual name is. Like the main character. The main character. Davion. Davion. Yes. Uh, he is the Dragon Knight, and that is actually one of the heroes in Dota. The girl that he's with, the princess Mir. Your Mirana? Cool. Yeah, there we go. Something like that. Mm. She's also one of the heroes. And it, some of the characters you meet in the thing, they're the heroes that you can play in Dota 2, okay. and it's their backstory. So you're actually like what what the show is is the framework for the game. It's just the game is a fucking battle arena thing. Yeah. So if there was a story mode game, it would be, it would be this anime. Mm, okay. So this is just Dota 2 story mode. Basically, okay, yeah, good with good ass animations. Yeah, I remember you saying that it was going to be similar to Castlevania, and I remember it's like, oh, okay, as long as it's just the animation. Because no, I... no, no, I was talking about um, Yosuke when I said that. Oh, Yosuke, not Yosuke. No, fucking yo. Isn't it with the Y? It, fuck, it, is. it doesn't matter. Um, the Dota one, yeah, the animation's fucking good. Yasuke, Yasuke. Yeah, not Yosuke. But yeah, the animation for it is good. I don't know. It, it's like that weird in between where it's like, well, is it anime or is it a cartoon? Yeah, I mean, and I mean, if we're talking about strictly speaking, I would call it a cartoon because a, it's based off of an American property, mm-hmm. and then b, it's animated in Korea. So no, not just that. No but part like, of it touches Japan at all. Yeah, the the thing, the reason I bring it up is because some of it, like. It, it doesn't look super anime with, like, the eyes. The eyes are always, like, the biggest fucking thing that, that most people look at. Yeah. Because animes always have the very, either really round eyes or very sharp eyes. Mm-hmm. Now, I would say that it's it's about as close to being an anime as Avatar The Last yeah, Airbender or is. or Korra. Or Korra. So if you're one of those people that says... Avatar is an anime, you'd call this one an anime. Mm. If you're one of the people that says it's not an anime, this is very much a cartoon. And honestly, I don't give a shit one way or the yeah, other. Yeah, I don't care either. I'm going to I'm going to throw it in with the anime because it's, you know, it's close enough. Mhm. It's but, you know, clearly trying to evoke a style. Yeah, in which I I don't mind. The only thing that I do not like and it's not even just with this. It just seems to be the direction that the the industry goes in. Um a lot of the moving parts are still that weird, like, 3D, where, like, it intros on a fight with this, like, big old dragon thingy. There's so many moments where the dragon thingy is just obviously a 3D model moving around that's been cel-shaded. My problem with it is just that, like, it's not good enough. The, it very much feels like the animation 
for the 3D model and the animation for the rest of the scene don't match up as far as timing goes. Because it feels like the animation for the scene overall is maybe on like twos, which is where they animate every other frame. So if it's 24 frames, there's 12 pictures. And the the actual dragon thing is like moving kind like weirdly faster than everything else. It sticks out weird. But also that's super common to see in almost everything now. Yeah. Actually, that was also a thing with House Husband. The fucking Roomba. There's an episode with the Roomba. Yeah. And the Roomba is just obviously a 3D asset moving around this painting. Mm-hmm. But um, that was the only thing that at the beginning where I was like, ugh. And then my brain just stopped noticing them yeah i didn't notice it at all like it isn't until right now that you pointed out that i'm rethinking it's like oh shit yeah you're you're right the dragon didn't move kind of weird the thing is i i would forget about it and then my brain would just pop that in where it was like wasn't the dragon a 3d model and then i would look at the scene and i'd be like oh shit no yeah that thing's 3d too Mm -hmm. but it got close enough at times where i guess my brain just didn't catch on to it yeah the story AI for it, it's actually pretty good. I yeah. the the characters are written in a way where it's like I want to know more about the main guy. I hate the elf chick, but that's just because I don't like elves. elves. And the the princess bitch is just a bitch. But she's supposed to be. Yeah, she's supposed to be. It's like you're doing a good job being a bitch. <laughs> but yeah, no, they they made the main character somebody who was likable, who was believable, and who's somebody that you want to see going forward i thought it was a weird direction to make all of the uh the main character elves australian <laughs> yeah i thought all <laughs> of them were just weird because like i hear the the you know the one girl talk and then i'm like oh that's weird and then like this like group of like three other elves start talking to her and it's just like why the fuck is everybody here australian yeah I don't that's know. a weird direction to go yeah, with that is i never like if i thought like because the thing is, Dota, the lore, they have a bunch of different kinds of people. There's crocodilians, there's like bird people, there's a bunch of other shit. If you showed me a crocodile man and he had an Australian accent, I'd say that fits. <laughs> yeah, that fits. But the fact that it was these like a high elf looking fucks just, just talking like Australians, it was just kind of, it took me back a little bit. But I did like them. I know you don't like them because you don't like elves. Yeah, I don't like elves. But I actually gave a shit about what's happening with them. The, the entire third episode just like takes a break from what we saw in the last mm. two episodes. And then it's just like, Focusing. here's some elves. Yeah. You do get a little bit of, I guess, what you would consider to be the main plot in that episode. But it's maybe like four or five minutes yeah. out of the whole thing. But watching that one elf episode, it felt like I watched like... A season of these elves. <laughs> what the fuck? It felt like a bunch of shit packed into one episode, but not in a bad way. Like, they, they use their time very well because they're like, oh, here's this elf girl. She knows how to do weird magic shit that, like, only the followers of this particular god that has apparently been dead for a very long time can do. That must mean the god's still alive. She goes, she steals some shit using the magic thing. They go find this other elf who's hiding out in a tower in the middle of nowhere that nobody's been able to find. Yeah, no one that no one can see except for her. Yeah. And then he's like, "Get the fuck out of here. You're not special. Give me those things you stole though. Those are." Yeah. And then all of her friends get clapped. They get fucked hardcore. Right no after, mercy. Right after they just had a some like, good old-fashioned orgy. No fucking mercy, just this like 
chick rolls up on him with like a Darth Maul yeah, dual-sided the... blade, mm-hmm. fucking mercs three of them, and then the one girl with the magic powers gets fucking like spirited away by the one weird elf dude in a tower in the middle of nowhere, and he's like, "By the way, we're gonna we're gonna we're, we're gonna, gonna roll change, together yeah, now. We're, we're gonna... gonna change the future." And then also, it's heavily hinted that. Uh, the girl, and I'm pretty sure that's what it is. The girl who's like, oh, I have magic powers that only the follower of this goddess have, who's been dead for a long time, isn't a follower of the goddess, but is in fact the goddess, right? Yep. That's what they're trying to say. Yeah, with the coin that the guy gave yeah. her. The guy's like, dude, dude looks just like you. Yeah, so she finds out that she's actually a goddess. And that all happens in one fucking episode. Mm-hmm. And you get a whole arc, and it it worked really well, and that's one of my favorite things about this anime is just the pacing is yeah, it's amazing. Good, yeah, because the first episode is like you just meet generic fucking fantasy shit. Dude kills a combination of a Tigrex and a Diablos from Monster Hunter. Yeah, but like you meet him and figure out what he does basically in, in Dude, the one his, scene. His hype man is the most bro thing. Uh huh. Like it would probably take me a long time to. To see a, a, one of my friends naked after banging a chick and not be weird. Yeah. The dude walks in the, like nothing. He's like, oh, I fucking. I mean, it's also implied that this happens like daily. Oh, yeah. So it's... he's got to be. He's, pro- he's probably seen it like thousands of times at yeah, this point. Yeah, but still, that's just kind of weird. Just being, just imagine me walking into your room like, oh, Chris, I need to borrow your, your computer. Oh, you just got done fucking. Oh, hi, Fernando. Okay, but imagine this. You've seen my penis. The first time you've seen my penis, right, you'd be like, oh, what the fuck? Ah, it would be awkward. And then if it happened two or three or four more times, it'd still be awkward. At a certain point, you probably, it wouldn't even phase you. I'd, I'd have to imagine. I feel that his hype man. You'd just is be like, best. oh, he's naked again. His hype man is the best for the fact that he, the main dude even helps his hype man get fucked. Yeah, that's what I like about it. It's yeah. like it's very much like they're they're, they're actually bros. friends. They're yeah, bros. They're Eskimo bros for sure. Because uh, when they're in the bar after this big old dragon fight, the yeah. hype man yeah, the hype is man. is talking to this girl, and he like he lies. He's like, oh, but he wouldn't have been able to kill that dragon if I didn't if I didn't save his life. Even though during the dragon fight, he was just standing off in the fucking corner. And then the girl's like, wait, really? He saved your life? And the main dude's just like, oh, hundreds of times. I'd have died hundreds of times without this guy. Just letting them, you know, get laid, like, right there. But the pacing of the show is amazing. You meet him. You meet two other main characters. Three other main characters. You learn all about them. And then you learn that he's turning into a dragon because of the fucking dragon fight. That's the thing too, like the fighting in it. There's there's like no wasted time with it. No. You don't get that thing where it's like, oh, they're they're punching back and forth for a very long time, kind of just killing time for the episode until, you know, somebody wins. Everything seems to have a purpose because he's fighting the dragon at the beginning and at first he's just doing the Luke Skywalker wrapping a cord around a thing mm-hmm. to trip it. And Which I don't get how it was still able to dig with yeah his, no that part I didn't understand with his hands because kinda. yeah his all of his limbs were tied together and yeah. then he just like face bombs into the ground and digs like, through that I didn't understand like I would get it if he was like a snake was like yeah. all right you know he's moving his head but he's he's kind of bulky the dragon yeah. I didn't understand that either but when it came to the actual fight. Everything he was doing had a purpose. Yep. And then even after he goes under and he gets ambushed by the thing, everything he does has a purpose. He's never not trying to kill it. Yep. 
He's not like, oh, we're trading blows perfectly matched for 20 minutes. It's like, I'm going to try to murder you. You're going to try to murder me. We're going to get some solid hits on each other. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be over in like 10 seconds. And even when he fights other people, that's or anybody fights other people, everybody's going for the hit that ends the fight. Yep. Because uh, in the second episode, uh, the elf girl... Not the elf girl, the the princess girl and her friend Mute servant, friend? yeah, get like captured, and the the friend just absolutely starts kicking ass like hey, of these people yeah. that captured them. Yeah, it's not even just like this little like, ooh, I'm gonna knock him out. That girl's going for blood, like <laughs> yeah, like yeah. from the first fucking hit. She's yeah. like, I'm gonna murder these fuckers. So everything they do it just feels like it has a purpose and there's no extra people really like there's a big crowd fight where there's extra people who just kind of die to die but at the same time when they they're dying it's to show that like the main character dude is just going way too far because of this interaction he had with the dragon and he's turning into the the hero from the game the fucking dragon Oh, yeah, I don't Knight. know, since I don't play the game. Yeah, no, in the game, he also turns into a dragon. Yeah, he turns Except into... I believe he turns into a full-on dragon. Well, it's so early on in yeah, his no. transformation. It's three episodes. Mm -hmm. so. But uh, this is one that I'm 100% yeah, going to keep Yeah, I'm going to keep this one. This is Fuck one I yeah. highly recommend. Even if you don't play Dota, because I don't play Dota. I don't either. I don't even I don't even like the kind of yeah, game Dota yeah, is. Yeah, I don't... I, I fucking keep thinking it's a... I was... I thought... It, I think I called it Dragon Quest earlier, Dragon Age yeah. or something, and just like... If you took away the Dota, all, everything Dota related, it'd be like, dude, this is dope ass fucking dark yeah, fantasy. Yeah, if you change the names of it, actually, no. You, if you didn't know what Dota was and you just saw it, you were like, I want to, I want to watch a fantasy thing. Mm -hmm. Had no idea it was connected to a game. Didn't read the thing at the end of every episode that tells you that it's connected to a game. Yeah, yeah, you'd, you'd probably just be like, this is a fucking dope ass this fantasy. Is a good anime. ass one, yeah. It's a good one. The fucking animation's good. The combat's good. The voice the acting is good. Yeah, the characters are good. I don't Point. think there was a single person that I heard that didn't make sense, save for, like, the fact yeah, that the Australian thing was <laughs> yeah. weird. But even then, they fit the characters yeah, because the, the personification of the characters makes sense for their voices. I just wasn't expecting them to be Australian, and that's that's on me. Yeah. That's on my pre, you know, uh, my preconceived notion about the connection between the elves and Australians, I guess. I guess my brain just goes, that doesn't work. Yeah. And maybe it's just because I assume elves are British Yeah, in most because, things. Um, I, I use Audible a lot in that I got to the book that I told you about, The Ritualist. He finally, I need to continue reading he, that one. That can, was a good he one. He finally meets dwarves and elves where he's like, where the fuck are these? And he, spoiler, uh, he doesn't choose to help the elves. And the elves went from a very posh, snooty to a elf with a Boston accent, which was really weird. It's a like, weird decision. Right? It's just like I mean, I guess there's no reason why they can't. And again, it's back to the Australian thing. There's no reason they can't sound like that. I think I'm just so accustomed to them being British. Yeah. That anything else is like weird. Like if they popped out with a Scottish accent, that'd be fucking that weird. That would be weird. I would be like if a dwarf. I was like, oh, that makes sense and for a dwarf. Okay, but imagine like a dwarf popping out and and like sounding like fucking Antonio Banderas. You'd be like, that's weird. Well, that's the one from Dragon Age Inquisition or Dragon Age. Oh shit! Two. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they did yeah, that. Yeah, the beardless dwarf. Yeah, you're right. Anyways, anyway, this is highly recommend. I'm gonna continue. Definitely, 100% say y'all should watch it. If you have Netflix, you should watch this one. If you like anime, <laughs> so just, so just if you like anime, <laughs> yeah. If the, 
<laughs> if they're at the tail end of this anime podcast, perhaps they like anime. Maybe they I don't should, know. Listen, this is a wild they should watch this one. Yeah, it's a wild guess you like anime. <laughs> but that that's it for the episode. Yeah, uh, you can follow us on Instagram yeah, at, inst- at Nakamapod. At Nakamapodcast. Not podcast, yes. And then the Twitter is Twitter's Nakamapod. Nakamapod. And then TikTok, Nakamapodcast. Which I still haven't done anything. I have. We have one. We have one up there. Ideally, we should be putting up several a week. Yeah. Because that's how TikTok works. But I haven't gotten around to it because I I've been gotten. dead this entire week. If you want to hear more of us or see more of what we do, then follow those yeah. handles. Uh, on Instagram, you're also going to see a link tree that has all of the links to everything, including our personal Twitch channels. So follow us on those. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.